check one, check two. I'm the interflash rapper that you never thought would happen. Commentary get it cracking like pads when they start whacking. Applaud like studio audience audio. It's the Rob You Sports Stu Show. Is that so? And welcome back to the Rob You Sports Stu Show. Special edition. The prime times. And when I say the prime times, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. If you were 80s babies, 90s babies, 70s babies. And even some of you early 2000 babies, you see the jersey, you know what time it is. When you see the jerseys, the 21s, Falcons, Cowboys, 49ers, Ravens, Redskins, Braves, Cincinnati Reds, Deion Sanders, man. And he's taking over, taking over the football, college football game and it's been a beautiful thing to watch as a lifelong Deion Sanders fan, as an original Dirty Bird Falcon fan from the 90s when they started doing their thing. Deion, Andre Rising, Chris Miller, you know, uh, Scott Case, Tim McKayah, Jesse Tuggle. Y'all know nothing about that, man. <laughs> and um, like I said, as a lifelong Deion Sanders fan, you know, he really inspired me as a youth. You see the number 21 Burger King jersey as a seventh grader playing in the rec league. You know what I'm saying? When they had the jerseys, when the jerseys came out, everybody was like trying to figure out what number they was going to get. As soon as I seen that 21 jersey, I was like, no, nah, that's mine right there. I got to get that. I got to get it. And I played uh, safety that year on my uh, rec recreation team. And even though I did lead the league and drop interceptions, <laughs> when I came out on Saturday mornings with that crispy, you know, Burger King 21 in my matching soccer socks. You couldn't tell me nothing, y'all. And I had my, my had my red bandana, you know what I'm saying? Even though the rep tried to make me take it off. <laughs> you couldn't tell me nothing because you know, you look good, you feel good, you play good. You play good, they pay good. <laughs> but recently, Deion Sanders has been on top of the college football world, changing the landscape, changing the way that Colorado football has been viewed. Now we know Colorado football did have a legacy back in the 90s when I believe they did win the championship and then they had some other successful Colorado football teams when they had players like Cordell Stewart, running back Rashawn Salam, you know, uh, Michael Westbrook and players like that. And recently Deion Sanders has left Jackson State to become the head coach of Colorado and this is his first year at the program and throughout his first three weeks first three games he is undefeated three and oh now this did not come without a lot of scrutiny from the old white coaches and the old white media because they're scared they shook they don't know how to react they don't know what to do because now here you have a secret sauce of a black head coach a black quarterback black culture black confidence black excellence at its finest what he's doing in this college football season is unprecedented. It's never been done before. Here's a head coach who comes in from an HBCU where they try to downplay his accomplishments and the accomplishments of his son, who's the star quarterback, Shador Sanders. He comes into the Colorado program. He flips the roster over, which is perfectly legal and allowed these days as the NCAA has finally relaxed some of their transfer rules and now they have the transfer portal which is basically like 
college football free agency and now they have the nil which is basically like endorsements for college players so dion came in and when he came there his first interview his first time getting there he told him we bringing our own luggage and it's louis luggage and he brought the louis luggage so it was a lot of players from the previous regime he felt were not going to fit in with what he was trying to do because they already had an attitude and a mentality of being losers or being lackadaisical, not giving 100% or not caring about the program or putting in that kind of effort and discipline that he was going to instill into the team. So here Deion Sanders come in and any success a black man has, y'all already know, it's going to be scrutinized. So we got these Uncle Tom broadcasters and announcers and sportscasters First they, all, first they call him a sellout, Bomani Jones. Oh, he's a sellout, he's leaving Jackson State. He said God told him to come, did God tell him to leave? Well, did you know you was gonna be leaving ESPN? And <laughs> did you know you was gonna be leaving HBO? So everybody wants to be a critic. It's like people hate this, a black man sometimes hate to see another black man do something positive and shine because automatically it brings out your own personal insecurities. Jason Whitlock talking trash oh Dion is ah uh, he's talking his religion and do you believe and it's like he's not asking you if you believe in God he's asking do you believe in what he's doing and what he's achieving at Colorado and they had to come with their criticism Lee Corso oh I would have never uh, got rid of all those players and nah, nah, nah. it's like look Lee Corso man look your time is coming going bro if you were still a viable coach you would still be coaching you will reach the age where you can sit on the podium at ESPN and throw on a helmet, throw on a mascot hat, and make it all cute and fuzzy. But your opinion on this is not really matter, <laughs> okay? You are outdated and your thinking is outdated. This is 2023. NIL is legal. Dion didn't break no laws. All these white coaches paying players under the table for years, giving players cars, whatever else, houses, duffel bags of money. Nobody's really speaking on it until it was like the the SMU thing with the Pony Express when they was just doing overboard with it. But you know, you see a NCAA infraction here and there, Johnny Manziel, Reggie Bush, which even that was kind of blown out of proportion. But it's really been interesting to see a lot of the scrutiny and criticism Deion Sanders has taken just because he's had so much success in a relative short period of time doing things his way at Colorado. He came in with the swagger and the confidence that we know for him for and that we love him for. It's like this is a man, when he was playing football, he came out, you know he would do his dances, if he got a touchdown, he would return punts, he would return kicks, he would play wide receiver, he would shut down one side of the field and he would bait quarterbacks into throwing him interceptions. So we know he had confidence. We know he was a supreme athlete. And some people hate to see a black man have that much confidence and swagger. I'm going to be honest with y'all. They hate to see it because as a black man, they want you to feel inferior. They want you to feel like you need them or you can't do what they do the way they do it. Now, he's exceeding all these expectations. Colorado won, I believe, one game last year or two, two games at the most. And he's already won three games in first game blowout. I mean, it was a it was a close game, but it was a high-scoring game against TCU, which was in the national championship game, uh, the previous you know previous national championship college football playoff. So, people, when he got that win, his son went for 510 yards and four touchdowns. 
So here come all the naysayers. Here come all the little haters. Oh, TCU is not that good. Oh, of course they're going to win against TCU. It's like this team was just in the championship of college football. And now you're going to downplay them. They're not that good because Deion Sanders beat them in his college football coaching debut. So what I think we're seeing is a lot of people, commentators, black or white, coaches, black or white, being exposed because they see somebody doing something that they can never do, they can never achieve. And it scares a lot of people and it brings out a lot of people's insecurities. I'm going to be honest with y'all. One thing and the, 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 the one thing that an insecure man hates to see is a confident man. Somebody who knows I can get it done. Or yeah, I'm that dude, I'm that guy, I'm him. What? People, some some insecure men hate to see that because they don't have it inside of them to, to possess and to display that kind of confidence. So when they see Dion come in there, got his chains on, got his shades on, cool, chilling, doing his thing. The young players can relate to him. They view him as a father figure. He treats them as their, his own sons. They can't stand it because for so many years, it's been that college football slave system. And you know what I'm saying. They put the black man in the field and he's going to make all these millions for these white universities and build up this new dormitory and build up this new building and build up this new complex and this and that off the backs of free black labor. So when it came time for the NIL, it was very deserving of a lot of these players who sacrificed blood, sweat, tears, injuries, bones, ligaments, tendons, playing football forcing them to stay there for two years in the in you know any other major league baseball nhl hockey whatever you can go straight to the league in the nba in the nfl oh you got to go to college at least one year or you got to at least give us one year of free service nfl oh you got to at least stay in college for two years you got at least give them two years of free service so now Dion comes in he flips the script He's bringing in his own guys. He has two of his sons on the team. He has two-way player, cornerback, receiver, Travis Hunter, who is like a son to him. He's bringing in some other former players from Jackson State. And they're having some success at what they're doing. It's like, one thing about Dion, he could always talk the talk. He could always walk the walk. And that's what they hated. So a lot of people was like, waiting to see him fall and waiting to see him fail and waiting for, to see his team lose. And even now that they're 3-0, they're ranked number 19. And this supposedly is gonna be their realest test, their toughest test playing the Oregon Ducks. You know, Oregon has always been a, a you know, a explosive offense. This year led by Bo Nix, who was a transfer, I believe, from Auburn. And um, they're saying this is gonna be his toughest test, but regardless of the outcome of the game, He's already showed and proved, and this is not something that's going to stop. This is going to be something continuous. You know, they're going to have consistency with this. And he's laid down a blueprint and a map for the future of Colorado football. Because before this year, ain't nobody was talking about no Colorado football. And, and a lot of y'all probably didn't even know what the Colorado football mascot was, unless you're really a true college football fan. But now, Colorado football is the hottest brand in football period i mean college football definitely and creeping up on a lot of nfl teams for the simple fact what dion has done has magnified the program 
put him in the spotlight, put him on the map, put him on TV. He put them in primetime. Primetime put them in primetime. So now we're seeing the celebrities come out. We're seeing T.O. go down there and talk to the players. You know, we're seeing Michael Irvin go down there and talk to the players. Warren Sapp come out, hang with the players. Little Wayne come out, hang with the players. Cameron come down, hang with the players. Offset come out, hang with the players. Other celebrities, The Rock. So this is only the beginning, folks. And it's truly, truly a beautiful thing. It's like, I definitely feel like college football needed this kind of injection of energy and enthusiasm and optimism because a blueprint is being laid, Dion is showing with the right coaching and with the right personnel, with the right plan, he can do it at, at this level. He's done it at the HBCU level at Jackson State. And then that's where all the criticism and the scrutiny came. Oh, well, he can do it there, but this is these are the big schools and these are the power conferences. And that's like, they always have to try to diminish certain people's accomplishments. All these years, it was all these legendary great white coaches. You know, they just like on the Mount Rushmore of college football and shit. Like the Lou Holtzes and the <laughs> Bobby Bowdens and the, you know, uh, you know the li the list goes on and on. You know now it's the Nick Sabins of the world and everything like that. But it's like they really mad because Deion Sanders is beating them at their own game and he doing it his way. Like Frank Sinatra say, he did it his way. So Deion brought in 86 new players, and when he came into the to the uh, Colorado, they said this isn't Jackson State. It's not going to work. But they said, this isn't how you build a culture. But this is his culture, it's his team, and he's doing it his way. So nobody don't care if you don't agree with his tactics and the way that he built this team and the way that he's doing things. Because guess what? If Deion Sanders would have came out flopping and if he would have been 0-3 right now, the media would have been eating that shit up. They would have loved to see that. Because like I said, certain people like to see you fail and want to see you fall especially when you're confident bordering on arrogance but it's not arrogance because the man has done it this man is an nfl hall of famer this man was a shutdown corner potentially top one two or probably top one two or three definitely top two cornerbacks <laughs> in nfl history quarterbacks were scared to throw to him not to mention punt returner kick returner baseball outfielder i mean the guy's an athlete he coaches he coached his sons from his own private school he had in texas and then going on to jackson state and we know how things ended there and that was definitely their loss and he had bigger and better things coming his way better opportunities and he embraced it and even when he took the colorado job they didn't have all the bread to pay him but I bet you that treasure at Colorado University got some bread in that account now because ticket sales sold out. No more home games, tickets available. You know, the, the students probably scalping them left and right. Cause I mean, hey, it's a seller's market. People want to get in. People want to see the excitement, the pageantry, the show. This is the greatest feat. This is the greatest show on Diamond Turf since the Los Angeles Rams. I'm sorry, the St. Louis Rams because we haven't seen 
this level of excitement in college football in a long time and y'all know it because it's been so stale it's been so stiff and it's been sec this alabama that auburn this and uh you know georgia that so now we seeing dion do his thing colorado buffaloes his son shador stewart quarterback doing his thing also has his son shiloh sanders safety number 21 for the buffaloes and they recently lost their star two-way player travis hunter who plays cornerback and receiver on a bs cheap shot low blow that the colorado state defender gave him on an incomplete pass but it's been a very beautiful thing to watch and observe from afar and even watching those games even watching those games on fox on sunday morning sunday noon kickoff and uh they recently had an espn primetime game and that that espn primetime game colorado versus colorado state it averaged 9.3 million viewers it's like nfl games ain't averaging that because it's not that much there's not that much attention being paid to a lot of these nfl games especially when all these games are on at the same time and people are generally watching their home team or the team in the game in their region but with this colorado colorado state game it's like it kind of goes a little beyond home team favorite or game in my region it's like primetime Deion sanders has so many supporters and fans from the 90s and 2000s and we grew up watching him we grew up knowing he was that dude and he was the man and he came through and he showed and proved so many times and he established a great reputation he kept his name clean he doesn't really have a lot of scandal or you know trouble or ignorance around him and he's 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 a man of god and he's somebody that he wears it on his sleeve you see jc on the sleeve i'm believing that stands for jesus christ and i could be wrong but that's just my personal opinion and also the man's been through a lot he's recently had to amputate some of his toes from you know potentially having to cut his foot off so he's had a lot of surgeries and he's been through a lot so it's like i don't understand where all the hate and negativity comes from you know uh i i don't i don't know man rob parker talking trash about him and uh you know uh Jason uh, Whitlock and uh, Bomani Jones. It's like, bro, y'all could never reach this man level. Y'all could never achieve these kind of things. So all you could do is sit behind a microphone and try to find a flaw or try to find a reason to, to besmirch or, or stain his name. It's like, come on, man. It's enough, it's enough black men hating on black men. You don't got to hate on a black man who's doing it the right way and achieving great things, especially when you could never achieve this. You could never reach this kind of level of success in your industry or any other industry and that's just real talk this is like mixing a little bit of lavar i mean yeah lavar ball mixed with a little bit of joe jackson mixed with a little king griffey senior and it's like we've never seen this before the the parenting level the parenting aspect the coaching aspect and now the level and the way the, the place he's taking it to it's a beautiful thing to watch and see. This is definitely the greatest story in college football. And the college football landscape is changing, okay? It is changing. So this is just a, a, the tip of the iceberg of things to come for Deion Sanders in that Colorado program. And it'll be 
interesting to watch as the season unfolds what their final record is but just seeing the early success and the way this team has come out and performed the grit the explosiveness the never say die never give up never give in it's it's been beautiful to watch because you know a lot of these white coaches have built football powerhouses on the the backs of young black men and it's like they've generated millions if not well probably billions of revenue for these colleges are free labor and this is pre-nil and even now i mean i'm sure that some players get in the millions of nil or a few maybe getting that much maybe hundred thousands but you got ticket sales you got merch you got tv rights contracts this is a very big business some of these stadiums holding 60 70 80,000 people every weekend 50,000 people multiply that by the prices of a ticket now multiply that by the price of a soda and a hot dog and don't forget about parking so this is a very big business and i think some people hate to see a black man infiltrated and be so successful so fast because if dion would have been losing or oh, they would have loved that they definitely would have loved that and I, I saw this at first glance on twitter this was like after his first weekend of um, victory where he's like basically asking the, the the reporters like okay do you do you believe now you believe now and these journalists on twitter i'm, I'm looking at him i'm reading oh it's not the it's not the journalist's job to believe like okay if that's your hometown team you're reporting on why are you so critical of this man before the game even starts oh you shouldn't oh you you're set to have your son in quarterback like his son is some scrub but he's just putting his son in at quarterback because it's, it's a little league team like his son been playing quarterback his son already had two years under him at jackson state and was successful at it so it's like who knows how many backroom deals of high profile athletes that the white coaches were able to do before nil the duffel bag money the cars the boosters etc but now to see a black man do it legally with nil transfer portal people can't stand it and it's disgusting really it's truly disgusting to see it the black commentators who want to try to throw little low blows and shots at him you would sell out you a coon you a sambo and that's real talk i don't care who you is and the thing is i expect this from a lot of these white commentators i expect this from them because they never seen anything like this and i expect it from some of these old white coaches because they know time is running out tick tock goes the clock to the countdown whatever dynasty you had it's over whatever hold or grip or grasp you thought you had on all these black men's mind and you're going to try to control them and treat them a certain kind of way time is running out because they see what's going on in colorado and players want to be a part of something like that they want to they want to join that they want to join that culture they want to join a winning attitude they want to join a cool coach they want to join a program that's taking it to new heights fast quick turnaround very quick turnaround and i mean the thing is the team was 1-11 last year and a lot of those point spreads like we saw in week one they were like 20 something point underdogs and they ended up winning that game so like a lot of their old beliefs of colorado now are relevant and uh vegas has to adjust accordingly and these broadcast networks have to adjust accordingly because now everybody want to show everybody want to show a colorado game now yeah everybody want to do it so it's, it's it's been very interesting to watch but the great coaching the great players 
the confidence, the positive attitude, the positive energy has led to success for Coach Prime in his debut season at Colorado. And even the cold Boulder, Colorado economy, I'm sure the Chamber of Commerce is loving this man. He's bringing in so much money to that community, to that city, hotels, restaurants, I mean, gas stations, <laughs> corner stores. I mean, I'm imagining the economic boom has been astronomical to say the least. He's also promoting his own brand of sunshades, also the NFL, I'm sorry, also the Colorado Nike merch and the Prime 21 merch. It's just been a beautiful thing and Dion always keeps his receipts so he's holding these commentators and these sports journalists accountable for their criticism and them trying to, you know, throw dirt on his name. And that's one thing else. That's another thing that a lot of these sports commentators aren't used to. Because they, they love to do this and run their mouth, but when they do something and say something and then you prove them wrong, then they get quiet. They get real quiet. So it's like these comment these sports commentators and some of these sports anchors and journalists, they want to pretend like they're psychic or like they know how the story's gonna unfold or the season's gonna unfold for Colorado, but this thing is going up and the trajectory is going this way. So had to do this special edition of the Raw View Sports Show podcast to talk about the prime times and very eager to see and support and cheer for the Colorado Buffaloes as they continue the 2023 in a, <laughs> excuse me, NCAA football season. So hope you all enjoyed this. I want to thank y'all for checking me out. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Be safe, be blessed, and I'll see you on the next.